And we are live here on uh, FOW Radio. This is Patrick. With me, as always, Danny Danger and Eric Mika Villas. Well, you know, she is to be determined. But, fellas, um, we are two days away from uh, the year being over. How ready are you for it? Uh, yes. Yes, ready for a new year, a new start. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, absolutely, 100% agreed with. I am ready for this year to be in the rear view and never see it again. <laughs> you know, 2020, I think we all thought being such a number, it would be something special. Uh, well, Special, not really, but definitely different, definitely uh, unique. One like none other. Uh, I'm telling you, COVID-19, the coronavirus. Uh, well, it did not sell for absolutely no one uh, in 2020. Did not take a bump. Uh, this supposedly vaccine is like a jobber because it does it doesn't it's it's not it's not it's not getting the attention the main event that it deserves. But we'll see what twenty twenty one has. Uh, but man, I mean, it, it's been a crazy year now. We get to look back and reminisce and think at the different things that have happened in in twenty twenty. Uh, let's kind of start with the sad. The, the downers first. Get that out of the way so then we can then think about all the good things that we may um, we may get out of 2020. Uh, but, of course, the sad news is uh, all the people that we lost uh, in 2020, most of these people we've already talked about, uh, but, you know, the two most recent we'll probably talk a little more right now. But here they are. Uh, Bob Armstrong, Brody Lee, Danny Hodge, Hannah Kimura, Howard Finkel, Kamala, Kevin Green, La Parca. Not the original La Parca, but the second incarnation after La Parca left uh, and, and uh, left uh, AAA. Uh, uh, Pat Patterson, Road Warrior Animal, Rocky Johnson, Chad Gaspard. And Zeus, um, of course, with the latest ones being, uh, you know, one of the legends uh, of pro wrestling, uh, Danny Hodge, passing away at, at 88. Of course, he was suffering of dementia. And then uh, the surprising news that Brody Lee, uh, also, the man known as Luke Harper in WWE uh, passed away at the age of 41, undisclosed lung issues, um, not related to COVID because almost everybody that apparently died in 2020 was related to COVID somehow, but not in this case. Uh, huge losses in, in pro wrestling. We lost a lot of, a, a, a lot of big notable names. But that Danny Hodge, I to me, somebody who uh, can't say I've seen a lot of, but you know, you've heard of Danny Hodge. You know, he's one of those rappers. Uh, 
a uh, one of the greatest collegiate and Olympic wrestlers of all time. I uh, you know, try to do some boxing at one time, um, and then you know try then try the. Uh, I, th- I think he was in the uh, army or the enforcers, I, uh, if I um, remember correctly. But then try his uh, his hand at pro wrestling, and uh, yeah, ruled the junior heavyweight division for a long time in the NWA. Uh, always be one of the pioneers of pro wrestling, um, and, and Brody Lee, somebody who I got to see a few times, not live, but you know, on, on DVDs and whatnot. Uh, from indie matches, uh, so, you know the ones I've seen uh, with CCW, but uh, you know got to see him in WWE, and uh, then you know try, trying the independence in, in a different way again after leaving WWE uh, as the um, the force behind the uh, the Dark Order in AEW here. Uh, yeah, two 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 big names uh, on their own rights. Two guys we lost this past week, and man, 2020 sucked as uh, a year where we lost some good people. Yeah, I mean, as as you mentioned, Danny Hodge, you know, pretty much one of the foundations of, of junior heavyweight wrestling here in the United States, and um, and Brody Lee, somebody who's who you didn't expect because of his youth. You know, he was only 41 years of age. Um, so I don't think anybody expected to hear his name among those who had passed this year. But uh, we've been reading the last couple of days a lot about, you know, as, as wrestlers and fans share their memories of uh, of him and, and, and not only the great wrestler that he was, but the great person as well. Um, so definitely both big losses for the wrestling community. Yeah, um, you know, I've had a rough week this week, and I guess uh, – the topping on the, the cake was Saturday night, finding out about Brody. Um, it's no secret that I'm a big, you know, Wyatt family fan, um, have been for years. But even before the Wyatt family, I've enjoyed Brody Lee's work in Chikara. Um, that's where I knew him most from. And I think it's... It's really telling how I haven't seen anybody say one negative word about Brody Lee anywhere on um, the internet, Twitter, any of that kind of stuff from any of his peers. Um, it's just, it's sad. It's very, very sad. Yeah, I, I definitely age. Uh... That definitely a big thing. I mean, you think about he was the, the third youngest uh, person, you know, personality wrestling personality to pass away. Um, at you know this year, of course, with Nash uh, Hopper being more like a tragic accident uh, on the sea, and then uh, with Kimura. Um, like you know, committed suicide. I think. I mean, I don't know if it was over. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But too much. So you know, those different circumstances, but just yeah. So so bringing in here, um, Bro Lee, who who apparently has been dealing with some health issues, trying to keep that private. AEW honor that. Um, 
you know, and at the end of the day, no one's business where it all came about. But yeah, uh, it, it it sucked. It sucked. In, it sucked that we we had so many deaths in wrestling. But yes, uh, it, it I, I like how at least he's been honored. You know, with AEW putting this, you know, you know, postponing the. Uh, New Year's Bash or whatever is it they call their show uh, to put in a tribute show uh, this Wednesday. Uh, I think Impact was going to be um, uh, you know doing the show in the honor of Brody Lee. Uh, WWE, of course, acknowledged that they had their graphic up uh, on TV to be in the show, and uh, you know the huge support from the wrestling community. Uh, uh, you know, outstanding. Like you guys said, not, not a single negative thing you could say about Brother Lee, um, John Hooper, but yeah, it, it, it sucks, man. It, it sucks when death, I mean, and a lot of people have experienced death this year, uh, mainly some people around the world. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been it's been quite quite a thing in 2020, but we've also had some different moments, good, uh, you know, the good, bad, and, and ugly. Uh, we got the ugly out of the way first. I wanted just to bring it up so we can get it out. So we can talk about some other, other, other moments that we got to experience in, uh, in, in 2020. And uh, I think that the best way is to start at the beginning in January when we got the surprising return of Adam Copeland, Edge returns to the Royal Rumble in January. Uh, not necessarily a triumphant return, and you know it did lead us to, you know, you know, no limit twenty plus hour matches against Randy Orton, but no one can take away that faithful day when his music hit for the first time in who knows how long. And he came out the ring to a huge ovation back when we could have crowds. I I don't remember seeing a crowd that big since then. Can't remember. I think it happened sometime in February, but I don't know. And probably probably the biggest crowd in the United States at that time this year at the Royal Rumble when Edge came out, his music came out, people freaked the heck up. I was with a group of friends watching live. Uh and it was awesome to see Edge back, uh, the grizzled old veteran, literally looking very grizzled uh, and old and, and very veteran-like. But, man, it was a very cool return. I Probably one of the biggest, uh, most exciting moments of the year for me. Yeah, it, um, to me, it was probably uh, my favorite moment of 2020 point blank just because um i've been a huge edge fan since 1998 and to see him finally get to end his career on his terms instead of somebody else's terms it was all that i wanted ever since wrestlemania 27 when he you know was his last match until royal rumble so yeah um I, you know, we had heard rumors about it for uh, at least a month, but I don't know how serious anybody really took them. But when 
that familiar, you think you know me, hit. I'm pretty sure that if they would have had a roof at uh, Chase Field, it would have literally blown off. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a big moment. I mean, we have, although it hasn't given us the best matches this year, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of his feud with Randy Orton. I wasn't really a big Edge fan. Like, I liked him okay, but he wasn't one of my top guys. Um, so, it was a big moment. It's, it's always great when somebody can return from what we thought were career-ending injuries, you know. I mean, his was, was mostly neck-related. Neck um, so, for him to be able to return, I think, was a big thing in itself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. I man, it, it was such a fun moment. Uh, you, yeah, you, you, I, w- I wish for those type of moments again. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it, it was wonderful. Um, something else I like to look back though. It, it's, it's WrestleMania. Um, not necessarily for the matches. Um. Uh, although we did get, you know, the beginning of the uh, cinematic era of pro wrestling, I'll say that. I mean, even though I know, I know, Matt Hardy started a long time ago with, you know, an impact, but you know, it became a big thing, you know, once they did it in the in this year, and then everybody else seemed to start doing some type of uh, cinematic match, but. Um, WrestleMania was very, very weird this year. For the first time, a record crowd zero. I remember watching for the first time ever local county, uh, you know, community meetings, you know, because people were discussing every other week the status of WrestleMania, and they were voting on whether WrestleMania was happening. WrestleMania was not happening. You know, you had the the county and the city of Tampa, uh, you know, asking WWE to cancel. But WWE was like, no, postpone us, you know, uh, because they're all trying to save face and save money. Um, and eventually came up, okay, WrestleMania is no longer happening uh, in, in, the, uh, in the stadium. Everybody's getting the tickets refunded. We're going to be uh, in closed circuit like literally, uh, at the performance center. And then that basically caused an avalanche of money loss for all the companies that like to piggyback of WrestleMania week and what they have not called WrestleMania week and some people call it WrestleMania week, whatever. And then you get all these companies, you know, you got that, that come in from all over the U.S. Uh, and, and even uh, overseas from Europe and all the fans and all that was swiped away. The crazy thing is that one day we could just have nothing. WrestleMania is just, just watching two nights, two nights in in from your home in an in an empty arena. I think what was WrestleMania the first show that was empty arena or I can't remember if they had a couple of shows leading into the were I, empty as well. I want to say they had a couple of raws and stuff ahead of yeah. time. Ahead of time, because I know on three sixteen, which was you know Austin Day, they had that 
Um, oh, yeah. The Raw, where he was like, give me a hell yeah, and then it just panned to the crowd that wasn't actually there. And then he, you know, he no-sold that too. So Yeah, yeah I, try, it, I try to forget about that. <clears throat> yeah, it was... Um, yeah, so I, it was at least a month before Mania. And, and everybody you know, was, and we were wondering if Mania was going to be affected the same way. That was the big thing. Um, yeah. Is you know, yes, Raw is empty, but what about Mania? Mania is a different, you know, different game. But as we found out, it wasn't a different game. Yeah, because you know we spent a lot of time. Will they? Won't they? What are they going to do? How are they going to do it? Will there be fans? Will they be empty arena? Will they do it in Tampa? Will they wait a year? Will or not a year, but will they wait till later? Will they do it at the performance center? Are they gonna find somewhere else to do it? Like that entire March into April leading into Mania was just everything was so up in the air and it was really and truly a scramble just to get it um done, really. But I feel like WWE did a pretty good job. Uh, you know, booking on the fly with that, um, figuring out what they were going to do on the fly. I'm, I'm sure WrestleMania had a lot more planned for it than what we actually got, but, you know, card subject to change. Yeah, Re- WrestleMania was definitely different to watch. Not only... Um, Alone by not being in the in 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 there where we where I was supposed to be, but also not being with your friends watching it at somebody's home, you know, like we're used to sometimes doing. Uh, but instead, um, from home by yourself, screaming to no one or you know your spouse or your pet or your with your child and try to get somebody to kind of have some emotion with you uh, on what you're watching. Again, so much fun. So skippable. It was two nights. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but and all the, all the small independent companies, you know, they invest the time somewhere to get some money back. So where I had to lose money, some may have shut down. Some still don't have shows. They may not be able to have a show again. Uh, you know, because some people depend on the on the on, the, on that weekend. Uh, but yeah, that that effect that I think finally showed. Okay, how WWE? I mean, I think the pandemic also would have canceled a lot of things, regardless. But it also shows because a lot of companies were still waiting on WWE to make a decision for them to be able to determine what they would do, and that just shows how dependent they got on that weekend on WWE. I hope. My hope for 2021 and and and, and the future is that independent wrestling companies don't get so dependent on that weekend. I mean, I know it's enticing to want to have a show that weekend because there's so many fans and a chance for you to make some money. But as people learn this year, maybe not, maybe not the best thing to do. And I now, think a lot of the industry also kind of was looking to WWE to see what to do, like. What what where did where do we go from here? Like you know, everybody wants to down WWE, but at the end of the day, it is the largest company in professional wrestling, point blank. And I think that your AEWs, your ROHs, your Impacts, your whatevers—they were all looking to WWE to see what they were going to do to follow suit with that. Right. For sure. 
Um, so as I said, though, with the with WrestleMania, we did get uh, the Boneyard match, uh, the Undertaker's final match, where we came to find out, uh, thanks to the documentary and everything that followed thereafter. Um, looking back, um, what are your thoughts on the Boneyard match being the last, Undertaker's last match. He's basically his last ride. You know, everybody, let's think about how your last match was. Um, you know, how was the Undertaker's last match? Um, you know, I mean, being that now we can look back with different eyes and say, yes, it was his last match, you can see that he didn't really do that much in the match. You know, he mostly brawled. There wasn't a whole lot of bumping. There wasn't a whole lot of big slams and things of that nature that we've come to expect in Undertaker matches, you know. So you could kind of see now and say, okay, that he was playing it easy. He was taking a light day, you know, by doing this cinematically um, rather than having a match in the ring. Yeah. So we can kind of um, see that now. Yeah. I still think it was a good match. Um I still don't think it's his last match, but that's another that's another thing for another time. But as it stands, yes, it is his last match. And, I mean, you got all the big spots out of the way. You got your last ride. You got your tombstones. You got your choke slams. We had the, the light-up takers symbol in the background. You had fire. You had the motorcycle, the, the fist in the air. So, I mean, we got we got all the Undertaker nostalgia there. Uh, so I felt like it was a good way for him to go out. However, and we got like a spiker taker. Yeah, we got American Badass taker. back. Yeah. But I still don't think he's done. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I, I'm sorry. As I was going through the bad news, I, I do want to give a shout out. Now I just remembered uh, we did lose a, another name. Uh, Alex Trebek. Uh she said, "Why the heck am I talking about Alistair Beck, the you know host of the Je- Jeopardy?" Well, let's not forget he was a guest host at WrestleMania Seven, and so he'll always have a piece of wrestling history in our hearts and our minds. So, yeah. And plus, he was just fucking yeah. awesome, regardless. So that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, you know, but yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, that that was that was that was a fun match. Uh, I think you know, forward it was like we got our best, you know, Undertaker matches of all time out of the way, you know, in the two thousands, uh, late late mid to late two thousands. Uh, we we got to see everything and anything from the Undertaker. I think at the end of the day, he was done. He was ready to call it. If this was his last match, you know, hey. He picked one heck of an opponent, uh, and he got to just do 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 a little something, have some fun, and uh, make something interesting uh, in, in interesting times. So, mm-hmm. cool, you know, kudos for that. Now, while we did get a, a two day WrestleMania, this was not the only big show. No pun intended. Uh, because he did wrestle at WrestleMania, technically. Um, <laughs> it, 
they were not the first extravagant uh, show that, that, that there was two nights as as I forgot to mention back in January on January 4th and January 5th we got not one but two nights of Wrestle Kingdom in Japan uh, again unprecedented uh, but yes uh, we got two huge nights of Wrestle Kingdom that we're going to get it again next year but this being the the first year they did it, and then they put two belts on one guy. Uh, it was huge, it's monumental, and he was topped with another retirement, the retirement of Yushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, I, I pretty much blame us letting Liger go as the uh, cause for all the downfall of 2020. <laughs> Once we decided, Liger, it's okay, you can leave us, we didn't realize we still needed him. And, uh, and that's when the world... Fell to pot, so um, Jushin Liger. So I, stopped COVID. I blame us. Jushin Liger could have stopped COVID had he continued to compete. <laughs> um, he would have saved us all from all the hell that this year has brought upon the world. But uh, we we graciously let him ride off into the sunset of the commentary table. Now, uh, what was the reason for the two night Wrestle Kingdom? Because it wasn't really co- was it COVID related at that point. No, no, they just decided they wanted because they just wanted to do it. It was you know such a, it was a big event. They wanted to span it over two nights. Okay, because this was because yeah. COVID still really hadn't hit to the point where it was restricting things just yet. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. They just say, "Hey, let's see, if we can make as much money in two nights as we do one night." Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much it. I think it was more to to see how much if they could get two nights worth of money. And that's what I figured. I just wanted to. And that's what they did. So, I mean, we, we should have got lots of money saved up before pandemic began. They were, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were very, they were very smart because uh, if you think about it, right, with, with all the money that they were able to make of the two nights, like, talk about two nights of uh, Wrestle Kingdom and then the New Year's Dash plus, uh, Liger's retirement ceremony. I mean, they they made a lot of buck, and you know, round time because they they, they didn't make a lot of money after that. You know, yeah, because the, they didn't run a show yeah, for. They didn't run for a show for a while. For the, yeah, for and about two and a half months. They they lost a big uh, Madison Square Garden show. Uh, they've been yeah. having shows in the U.S. with no fans. They gradually have been increasing fans in the Japan uh, shows, but still, um, you know, you would think all the money you could could be making. But yeah, two night extravagances. They did it first. They did it well, and uh, they benefited the most. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, Liger, uh, man, what a career! Uh, he is, he is gone, uh, but. Uh, not never forgotten. Of course, we see him sometimes, and the screen inside the screen. Um, do they still do that? I haven't paid attention. If they still show no, they him, they have. On the TV. No, they they have them live, but they just have glass barriers between each of them, mm-hmm. so they're gotcha. not spacing them out with the six feet and having him on a monitor like from the other the other side of the room, basically. Um, okay. Uh, well. 
back 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 to the, uh, this is the last thing I think I'm gonna talk about WrestleMania. But uh, this is really I think something that that we should highlight is um, Drew McIntyre, um, the, the 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 guy, you know. Went to WrestleMania and defeated Brock Lesnar to become the, the the world champion. This is a guy who a few years ago, more than a few years ago, five years ago I think, more than that, got let go from the, the from WWE because he couldn't he couldn't even fit in a three man band, uh, and he goes out, creates a revolution. Uh, not the WCW revolution, but anyways, uh, yeah, and makes it all the way back, you know, just to show ne- never give up on your dreams, kids, you know, uh, and yeah, big, big, and and, and you followed up with, you know, think about all these other wrestlers who were doing furloughed a week or two later, hey, maybe. Three or four years, they may be able to come back and become world champions. Very true, very true. Yeah, what Drew did. I mean, if you look at his story as a whole, it really is something special. Just because, you know, he was he was hailed as a future world champion, etc., on his first run, and then he kind of just you know fell to the wayside, really, and uh, was not able to break out of the pack, and so they let him go and. Then he went on the independent scene, and he went literally around the world collecting championships in Europe and Australia and the United States and and even to Impact Wrestling as well and, and made himself, you know, a top draw. And I so totally WWE hired, hired him back and put him through NXT where he became champion there and burst onto the main scene and, uh, you know, eventually toppled Brock Lesnar when, when nobody thought Brock Lesnar could be toppled. And um, just an amazing story, you know, uh, shows that hard work can get you back to where you want to be. And just a great story, and he's been putting on great matches all year long. Yeah, his story is really good. Uh, The the Broken Skull Ranch kind of dives into um, most of that with with Austin and and McIntyre. Where he talks about how you know he wasn't necessarily sure if he was ready for the spot, you know, but you know he came in, spotlight on him, build as a future world champion, and then like I, I think there was something with his mom, and then he just kind of shut down, and he knew he said he knew that he was just kind of phoning it in at that point, and then you know once he got released, he wanted to go and be like the Ric Flair of old, you know, collect titles here, there, wanted to be the face of every single brand. And, I mean, he pretty much did that. You know, Impact World Champion, he showed up everywhere, Evolve, uh, WXW, Progress, all of those places, he was there. Um, yeah, I think this was just a great culmination of just the entire story of Drew McIntyre. And, I mean... Vince did say he was going to be a future world champion. He just didn't tell us when. Yeah, he just didn't say how long it was going to take. Yeah. That's true. We should have known better. Um, 2020 was also the year that the man 
became the mom. Um, Becky Lynch had a fantastic 2014 to 2015 as the rise of the man can do. I mean, she headlined the first and won the first ever main event, uh, you know, uh, for the women. Uh, and here a year later, um, you know, has to vacate her her championship. Um, and yeah, I think that's arguably a, a big event uh, because uh, I don't know of any time, uh, you know, other than because of injury, that uh, somebody in such a high spot. I mean, I think we can also say she was the top female wrestler in the world. No offense to the other women out there. Um, uh, Arguably yeah. the top performer in WWE at that point as well. Indeed. Yeah, oh, yeah so many people were, were injured and on the sidelines, and so she was the – she was like the top draw, yeah. And he goes uh, – she is uh, pregnant and she has left. Now she she and, and uh, Seth Rollins have had their uh, baby Lopez. Um and yeah, now we just await for re- her return. But uh, uh, big, big news here with uh, the men, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, living. You know, hey, she beat she and she beat Ronda to it because didn't Ronda leave to do exactly that? Yeah, um, yeah supposedly that was Ronda yeah. was leaving to to have a family, and Becky even beat her to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right on that. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she around the shooter state. Maybe she would have gotten pregnant. Uh. <laughs> I think it was easier for Becky to get pregnant because you know her and Seth were on, on the road together, as oh, opposed yeah. to Ronda sharing, and sharing hotel rooms. Sharing hotel oh come rooms, on! You, know, you follow her things. everywhere she went. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, moments in 2020. What what else do we have? Okay, um, we got a lot of WWE furloughs uh, and yeah. a lot of releases. We usually get some releases. That's understandable, but we got a lot of names. Uh, but the two biggest n- names, I guess I would say, is uh, I'm going to do two groups. Uh, the, the group that went to AEW, which really was just Rusev, because Zack Ryder was there for, you know, three quarters and a nickel of a time. Um, and then the uh, the TNA Impact Exodus that came back, All right, Because they, okay. they left yeah. and then they came back. Yeah. It, it, and, yeah, it's... Uh, it was interesting, and uh, who do you guys think in, in, made the you know the biggest? Okay, this is actually going to be uh, uh, a pun, but who made the biggest impact in their in their return to uh, to Impact Wrestling? Probably. I mean, you, ha- you have to think it's EY. I mean, I would say EY because didn't he win the belt right off the bat? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, essentially, so did. Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, that's true. And they they still have their belts. Yeah. And um, now they're we're... bringing their buddy alongside them to... Because it's I mean, life. 
it's it's yeah, it's either EY or or the Good Brothers. Honestly, I, just because of how long EY held the title, I would probably give it to the Good Brothers. But because they they kind of put the title on EY, and then now he's not really that relevant anymore. Which is sad because he kind of kind of like his first title run, kind of yeah, like his first title run. They yeah. gave him the belt very quickly and then took it from him very quickly and then kind of down <clears throat> downed him the card. Yep, which is a shame because EY is very talented. Um, still don't know why WWE didn't use him more in the. Uh, oh my god, I don't forget the name of the. He was in creative and stuff. But they were in sanity first, and yeah. Then, then they kind of went to creative, kind of went as an agent role. And then, yeah. But I, both of them had a really good impact, Not no pun intended. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Heath was there, is there, may still be yeah. there. Deanna. Uh, I guess Deanna, honestly, pretty yeah. good. But she wasn't furloughed. She just kind of asked for her release. Yeah, and then was it was granted among the time so many others were. Yeah, so um, that's DC three briefly made an appearance, but now he's with Ring of Honor. Yeah, um, you know he was one of the ones that was released at the time. And then Matt Cardona, but I think he has kind of put the brakes on wrestling until COVID's over. Yeah, at least that's seems what seems like it. That's my thought process. Um, and then you know. One of the other big AEW ones was Brody. Um, yeah, and I mean he had a had a really good run with the Dark Order, and then had a really good run with the TNT title for a couple weeks. Um, <laughs> really good run, yeah. I mean, Brody's Brody. I don't understand why nobody ever really let him have a good singles run because he was phenomenal as a singles competitor. Um, but I mean, he, he essentially got the entire dark order over more than they already were just by being the, the anointed or the exalt, the exalted one. That's what they called it. Yeah. Um, so in terms of AEW, I would say Brody had the biggest impact on from the released talents there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, because Rusev really hasn't done that much. I mean, he's been around, but he hasn't like taken no. titles and and been in main event storylines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and well, weren't uh, the Ascension supposed to have a match at WrestleMania, and then that didn't? Of course, that got canceled. And I don't think they've gotten booked since then. So who wants to book the Ascension? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so speaking, not well, not furloughs, but let's kind of take a quick look at the Hall of the Hall of Fame that wasn't in 2020. Uh, Batista, JBL, the British Bulldog, Yushin Thunder Liger, the NWO, and the Bella Twins were supposed to be inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2020. Um, I guess the uh, to the, the class of 2020 will become the class of 2021, most likely. Um, Assuming that they have a Hall of Fame in 2021, I figure they'll probably just combine the both of them. Yeah, they may just add a couple names. Now, here's the big question about the Hall of Fame, and something I brought up before is 
do they add the Undertaker and uh, Batista is no longer the headliner, or do they hold off an extra year to do Undertaker separate so they can have more headliners? They could probably give Undertaker his own Hall of Fame year, honestly. Because I remember, was it like two, 2005? I think we're like in six. Those, like, this, like two or three years where they put a lot of different people together in one year that they could have, like, headlined their own individual year. And, but it was crazy how, how they did that. I think they don't want to do that anymore because otherwise they're going to be stuck having to uh, headline, you know, use you, somebody like Oscar from Men in the Mission as a headliner. They keep running out of people to headline. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I do think they would wait maybe on Undertaker um, to see what people wanted, what they want to do with him and give him his own year probably would be my guess. Um, not, you know, a year by himself, but his own year where he could headline. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sense. plus Batista's a big superstar, right? He's a big movie star. Um, mm-hmm. done a lot of stuff, so why not give him the headline act? Um, but, yeah. Um, no, no Saudi Arabia shows. I guess that's a plus yeah. for some people who do not like the Saudi Arabia shows. The blood money shows. Uh, yeah, well, you know. Um, 2020 was also the year of the Thunderdome. Oh, goodness, yes. yeah. Forgot all about that. The Thunderdome. I mean... Yes, the Thunderdome comes and goes. What, who comes up with that type of... I mean... The concept was interesting. I like it. I, you know, I mean, they spent an awful lot of money for it. So kudos to yeah. you for trying something, I guess. Yeah, but then they're not. They're still not real fan sounds. They're having. They're piping in fan sounds and all this stuff, which well, kind of takes I mean, away from it. I mean, are you gonna? If you uh, first of all. Would either of you ever sign up to be part of the Thunderdome? No. no. I mean, do you guys have two to three to five hours to sit down and just look at a computer screen and fake cheer? No. No, not really. Yeah. And then it would also feel odd if you're, like, yelling at the top of your, of your lungs uh, when you're by yourself in the room. Yeah, I do it all the time with sports. It's not that weird to me. Yeah, but you're also weird. Mm, Not really. Okay, sure. Um, Lots of title changes. Um, Lots of title changes. Uh, We got Omega... We'll come back to him in a minute. Well, Omega winning the AEW title, uh, AEW, AEW. Let me go back. Moxley wins the AEW title from Jericho. Then, you know, Omega wins it back. Uh, you know, Na- Naito winning the uh, two big belts. 
Uh, then Evil winning the two big belts. Um, who did Evil lose to? Do Evil lose back to Naito? Okay, just making sure that I'm not forgetting that. Um, and what other big titles were there? There are no other big titles. I love, but they were impactful championships, but not not nothing more impactful than this sort of new relationship between AEW and Impact Wrestling. I mean, of course, we also saw the relationship between AEW and and the NWA. Um, yeah, who do they work with next? Um. I don't know. Ring of Honor's working with with uh, Lucha Libre promotions, so maybe they try the same. They have a lot of Lucha guys, you know, Penta and Phoenix, and they're bringing in various Lucha guys here and there to or guys who can work the Lucha style. Kenny Omega is still the triple, you know, triple A Mega Champion, so maybe they do more of a working agreement with Triple A. That's true. It's possible. Yeah, that would that would be a good. Good move for him, I think. Um, I'm still waiting on him to try to do a working agreement more so um, than I guess that they kind of already are with um, with New Japan. I figure they're trying to crack that egg, but yeah, probably so. I don't think New Japan really wants much because they've got they've already got their own American presence over here, so I don't really know. Yeah. If, if New Japan would really benefit from the AEW eyes, because I'm pretty sure the same people that are watching AEW are the same ones that are watching New Japan anyway. So, yeah. All right. Well, somebody who made less of an impact this year is the former Impact World Heavyweight Champion. Is, is that even called the World Heavyweight Championship? I don't even know. Tessa Blanchard. Well, she got kind of COVID yes. stuck in Mexico. That was kind of what happened with her. Couldn't return back to the United States, and so was stripped of the championship. And... Is, is that the excuse she used? No, that wasn't the whole. That wasn't the excuse she used. But that's part of the true story. That yeah. she was in Mexico with her husband, her now husband Daga, and couldn't get back to the United States, but. But the part is they they wanted her to Impact wanted her to film a bunch of vignettes and promos and stuff, you know, as the champion, and she refused to do any of that stuff. So that's ultimately why they stripped her of the belt and fired her, or let her contract run out. I think her contract was almost up anyways, and they just let her contract run out because she didn't want to play their she didn't want to play the game with them. And so, it's crazy to think that all of the like the tweets and stuff that came out about Tessa was in January, like. Yeah. Somebody somebody told me that I think a week or so ago and it blew my mind because I was like, that that was that felt like an entire lifetime ago. <laughs> but it really was like her like racist tweets or what whatnot coming out. Well it's just in twenty that not just tweets, but people tweeting about about her incidents yeah. they'd had with her. Yeah. Which backstage twenty twenty with her and stuff. But yeah. it, it just it, it seemed like, like said, it was it seems so like so long, long ago. ago. Yeah. This year has seemed so long and then not so long at all. At the same time. Yep. It's terrible. Yeah. The year that, that spanned that a decade. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, now I want to know what you guys t- 
have to say about this. Uh, as we look back now at 2020, uh, we don't see just a big dog returning, but the head of the table, uh, a new reborn uh, Roman Reigns returns, and he's a bad guy and a very, very good one. The uh, the tribal chief has returned to his kingdom and is now sitting at the head of the table of Friday Night SmackDown, and he's not letting anybody take that from him, including family, friends, uh, whatever it is. the The tribal chief is here to stay, and. You know, he, he is the quote-unquote breadwinner of the NOI family. So, yeah. I'm Even if it wasn't like a full-on heel change, something needed to change with Roman. The, the, the shield shtick got old after the shield died. Once everybody else went their own separate ways with new entrance music, new ring gear, new personalities, new everything, and then Roman just pretty much was the same old, same old. It got old, and then not to mention how he got shoved down our throats consistently for five years. But I think the time off and the change in attitude was a complete breath of fresh air for the Roman Reigns character. Yeah, I agree. Something kind of needed to change, and but you know, for the fans at least, but. I think they're probably still a part part of the fans that want that wouldn't have mind if he just stayed the same, you know. But I think ultimately for the the longevity of his character, he needed some kind of something to 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 mix it up, and he has done just that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, something really needed to change, um, and he made that change. He and boy. I think it surprised everybody. Nobody was expecting that side of Roman Reigns. I had given up on on Roman. I had given up on what he could be. I, I always thought that he could be more, he could be better, but it's just like, how's, I mean, they're going to keep this guy as is. I mean, people want him to be a heel. It's not going to, it's going to work. But in fact, they did it. And, my oh my, it's uh, it's been it's quite it's been quite quite a one. Uh, but his return was not the only impactful return, as Sting came back to TNT after nineteen years, almost over nineteen years. Would you say almost twenty years? That sounds better. Will he wrestle? Will he net? Will he be one of many other manager legends in AEW? Uh, I think he'll wrestle at this point. Um, I don't know against who, and I don't know, you know, the quality of the match. Being that a you know AEW is very much a work rate heavy show. Um, all the matches are very, very high intensity, high, high athleticism, high impact. I don't know if he can match that style, 
Um, but I, I definitely do see him working at least one or two matches. I think he's probably disappointed with the way his career ended in uh, WWE. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm kind of along the same boat. I do think he'll work a match or two. Um, I feel like Jericho will be one of them. Um, other than that, I don't really know where else, what else they would do with him. I mean, the man's 60. Are you going to put him in your world title picture? No. You're going to put him in the, the TNT title picture? I mean, no. Are you maybe form like one of the, like a tag team with somebody, maybe him and Darby Allen. And then like, kind of like a teacher mentor type deal. Maybe, but I mean, I I don't know what to do with a, with a 60 year old man who's got neck issues in a wrestling ring. So uh, I'm interested to see what they have in store for Sting in 2021. Yeah. We'll see what happens when uh, winter becomes spring. Well, you know, then spring will be here. And um, maybe they'll have him wrestled by a pool. He's done that before on TNT. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, well, if you think about it, would it really not be a TNT thing to do to have, a, a, you know, one of the champions on the wrestling show? be very old. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen that before. Um, yeah, it's not like WWE hasn't done that recently either in the last couple of years. True. True. Uh, we do have Goldberg, don't we? Yeah. Yes. Let's keep him doing 2020. Um, so, with, with, with that return, uh, we also get some surprise return things. Uh, the Herpes. Do we get the Herpes in 2019? I don't think so. I think we got him in no. 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But let's think about some of the factions that we got. Of course, the New Day broke up. Yeah. We can get upset about that. Uh, but man, the Herp business. Can we talk about MVP being the MVP uh, or or an MVP for wrestling? He showed up at the at the Royal Rumble. It was supposed to be a one-time appearance, and he's turned that one, uh, one-time uh, appearance in not only a long-term contract but title reigns for um, uh, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, and Lashley. Yeah. Three guys who. A year ago, six six months ago, whatever months ago, meant nothing. No offense to Cedric. We love him in the show. But let's just be honest. They they they, they you know, nobody paid them any attention. Uh until they joined the kind of business that that makes some money. And look at that. The her business. Yeah. Yeah, I think you definitely have to give MVP as due which I have, and I think we kind of all have on the show, um, as, you know, single-handedly revitalizing Lashley's career, giving Cedric a push, giving Shelton literally anything to do, and even himself, like, as a manager, as a manager, like, 
all four of them are super over right now. And who's to say that any of those four would have done anything without the hurt business even coming along. So, you know, hats off, hats off to MVP. Cause apparently it was, this was his entire brainchild. So you got to give the man his, his props. Like that's to revitalize one career is good, but you know, Four. That's that's kind of amazing. Yeah, he's done some really great work, and you know he is kind of like a manager wrestler. So that's something that's a little bit different than what WWE's had. You know, with most of their managers are you know Paul Heyman and stuff. I mean, WWE's not really heavy on managers the last ten years, anyways. Apart from Paul, and there's been a few, but they usually just stick to managing, and they don't last very long. Um, so the manager wrestler, you know, is a great fit for him and he's done so well with the guys that he's been given to, to help make them all, you know, uh, I mean, they pretty much, they dominate a lot of TV time, you know, so that's really, really good for them. And like you said, I don't know if they would, if any of those guys would have been given the opportunities without the hurt business coming together. Yeah, indeed, for sure. Uh, just crazy, crazy how, we, you know, you couldn't vision. I mean, nobody could care less about Bobby Lashley. Literally, nobody was excited about his return. Yeah, he maybe was breaking a, up a marriage. Maybe for a hot minute, yeah. So if anybody was not excited, definitely not Russo. Uh, but yeah, I mean, now everybody's all about the heart business. You know, and that's awesome. It's great to see. Um, all happy for all, all here for it. How about um, uh, talking about factions and we look back at uh, Retribution, which uh, I try I try to have wrestling on mute so I don't pay attention to a lot of talk segments these days. So I don't still know don't know what they're retributing about. I even had to look up the uh, definition of retribution. Uh, uh, but yeah, and uh, Mustafa Ali uh, revealed as their leader. Which how many members do they have now? Just just four. They had like uh, twenty at one time. Like, yeah, they had a bunch of people that were. The the gimmick was that they were using their contract money to pay other people to come in and do stuff for them. So that yeah. was part of the gimmick as to why they had so many guys and that would just come in black masks and stuff. Um, but it's. Yeah, they made a big splash. They made a big splash initially, but it feels like they kind of fall into the wayside a bit. You know, they're not, they were brought in as like a big thing. You know, they kept interrupting different segments of people coming in with kendo sticks. And, uh, you know, they kept attacking people at at Raw Underground, which was, which was a thing. And uh, then they, they made their big debut and, they all had goofy masks, and uh, yeah, then he all, eventually Ali was was revealed as the one who had brought them all together, and basically it was it was him, you know, his retribution for being held down and held back, and uh, and being kind of shoved down for who he was when he was just trying to be himself, and so now he's kind of taken these other people that were in similar boats, and he's and they're trying to. 
get back at the system that that shunned them away. Um, but it feels like they're really not doing that much these days. Like they're on TV and they wrestle, but I feel like they lose more than they win. Um, it's you know they were in the feud with the Hurt Business and the Hurt. It was kind of weird because the Hurt Business was also kind of a heel faction, but they were kind of standing up for WWE when Retribution said they wanted to bring WWE down and burn it to the ground and all this stuff. Um, it's, it's I feel like it it started strong, like a lot of ideas. You know, the Nexus come to mind, and then it uh it kind of just. Mm. They don't know what to do with it kind of after a big debut. They don't know how to keep it going. I think you kind of nailed it when you said Goofy. Um, They brought him in. They were hot. You know, we had no idea who was who, what was what, beat the shit out of pretty much everybody. And then they got their core five. Well, I guess at at the beginning, the core four with T-Bar, Mace, Slapjack, and whatever the hell they call Mia. Um, Reckoning is Mia's name. Reckoning, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they gave him stupid names, they gave him stupid masks, and then I don't know how we're supposed to take him serious. Then the whole feud with the Hurt Business, which I get it, the Hurt Business weren't doing it for WWE, they were doing it for their own gain, because they, you know, the whole time all they wanted was gold. So they, they bribed WWE, like, hey, we'll take care of business for you. If you give us title shots and, you know, they took care of retribution. Now they got title shots. Then Ali was revealed. And it seems now like they just like beating up on Ricochet because that seems to be all that they do is beat up on Ricochet. Um, but I think you kind of nailed it when you said Ricochet's whatever. Don't care. Um, That's why you beat up on him. Exactly. And like I said, you, you, you kind of nailed it on the head right there, honestly, with with Goofy. I think unsimilar to the, the Nexus, uh, I don't think anybody was trying to hold Retribution down. I just don't think anybody really knew what to do with them outside of we're going to invade. But then even our invasion is kind of dumb because we're paying these guys to invade us. So why are they mad? Well, it, it None of it made sense, and it was dumb. Um, poor Mia. Mia deserves better. Dijak deserves better. Um, even Shane Thorne deserves better. Trash. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Um, one day we'll find out where they're retributing about uh, but I guess now that was not the time. Don't ask. Uh, yeah, don't ask, don't tell. Um, but uh, yeah, retribution. Uh, I, I, at least working not 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 bad as a man as their leader. I mean, at least I like that. Um, it gave him something to do. Yeah. Uh, and it's given something to for uh, Ricochet to do. I guess it just uh, depends on what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. yeah. Does Ricochet join? It, will he eventually join? Probably. Then they'll call him Rick 
They'll just you'll just call him Rick O'Shea, and uh, they'll put a different mask on him because the name Ricochet is already a goofy name. And, we already uh, get our Rick O'Shea, or we will finally yeah, get our Rick O'Shea. We'll finally well, get our Rick O'Shea. I mean, no, they, they, but they've already had a Rico, so then they're not going to want to have another Rico. That's no, true. Rick you can't have two O'Shea. people with the same first name. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So. Looking back, another somewhat of a return, I guess it was uh, Matt Hardy on uh, 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 on AEW. At first, I thought, okay, this might be sounds promising. We, you know, he, we'll see the broken Matt Hardy, and now we are seeing the manager Matt Hardy. Is this, is this Matt Hardy six point oh at this point? Yeah, I mean it's he's kind of repackaged himself a lot, but he continues to do it and and continues to make it work for quite some time. I think he's probably sitting into more manager role because of the concussion he suffered during his match, you know, several months ago. So I think that's where he's probably trying to take it easy or easier. It's crazy to me that Matt Hardy is the one slowing down when Jeff Hardy was always the one that took all of the freaking stupid bumps all those years. But Jeff's body's still somehow holding up. Um, yeah, I guess we're on the nineteenth version of Matt at this point. Um, yeah, it is what it is. It's kind of along the same lines as what they were doing with Matt and WWE. So, I'm, but AEW is the alternative. Yeah, because they're going to use people right. Really. Yep. Right. The exact um, same way that they were used in other companies. I mean, look. Uh, let's look at let's defend, let me defend AEW here. They have a three man booth. Okay, no, that's, that's just like work. WWE. Yeah. Um, yeah. They depend on all the wrestlers who don't wrestle anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. No, okay, that didn't work either. Uh, they have a great women's division. No, they don't. Did they did they utilize very well? No, no, okay, that didn't work either. Um, um let's see. Uh, they have Sting. They got Sting, brother. The, 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 we also had That'll put people. the asses in the um, seat. They, they, well, they have Goldberg um, and Flair. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Neither has Jim Cornette. Thank God. Yet. They uh, got Eric Bishop in, in, in a in a non-official way. He's back and better yeah. than ever. Um, and he loves each and every one of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So maybe they're more like WWE than they like to admit. No, they're the alternative, um, brother. They're nothing like WWE. But yeah, it's it, it, it's kind of it's kind of funny how how they they try to be different, but at the same time, um, they they are not. Um, so we've talked returns, we've 
talk retirements, we talk some moments. Let's talk about debuts. All right, because 2020 gave us that debut of Dominic Guerrero slash Mysterio. Yeah, uh, I think he's pretty much my choice for Rookie of the Year. Um, uh, unless Dave Meltzer gives it to Brian Pillman for a third time. Yeah. But I I think we we, we might have touched on this a week or so ago. Um, you know, we, we found out he was going to work. We Nobody really knew how well he was going to do. Because nobody, I think WWE really was his first match ever. Um, and he came out and was really good. I mean, there was some stuff you could improve on. But, I mean, it, it was your first match. So, I, I thought Dominic did very well for what, what he was there for, honestly. Yeah, um, I mean, especially being that it was his first match, he definitely looked good. But you know, he's only had he had a couple matches over the course of the year, and yeah, I think he's probably a shoe in for Rookie of the Year just because we haven't had a lot, whole lot of other breakout type rookies this year. You know, it's been hard with no independents. Yeah, it's been hard with the independents kind of running as minimal as possible, and. Mm-hmm. You know, even WWE kind of toning down. I mean, they're not doing house shows anymore, you know, and no one else is touring around. So it's it's hard to cultivate new stars when you when all you have is TV. So they need to be TV ready before they can do anything. But you're you're not doing anything to help them get ready for TV. Yeah, I mean, outside of him, who really, quote unquote rookie this year. I can't really think of anybody. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, would you count Aaliyah as a rookie even though she no. didn't do the wrestling? <laughs> no. No. Um, she had her birthday saying to her in the middle of the room now, was her debut. Be- Becky, <laughs> wrestled, Becky wrestled while she was pregnant. So... Does that make Baby Lopez a wrestler? No, no, no. no. Like Danny unless said, that one put, uh, unless that one put a headlock on somebody. Yeah. Oh, Aaliyah they debuted in 2010. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, I guess technically, if we want to, if we want to do that, Dominic debuted in 2005. Yeah. And he debuted in Lucha Underground, too. That's true. Did he? I he didn't wrestle, but he, was, but he was there and, and got into a shoving match with somebody. He was fighting with his dad. I, I've, forgotten, I've forgotten a lot about um, Lucha Underground. It's a, da- it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. You should be ashamed of yourself. Um, <laughs> Lucha Underground's yeah. a beautiful thing. It was. was. Still is. It lives in our hearts and our minds, the believers. Okay. Can you even get it anywhere? Yeah, 
On t- it's so, on Tubi. All four seasons are on Tubi. Oh, all I just can do. It's a it's a free it's a free TV thing. It's like it's like Netflix, but it's free, and then it has some ads. Well, yeah, you gotta I'm watch going commercials. to download Tubi right now. So T U B I. Yeah. Right. yeah. You you know, watch all four seasons of the underground. Yeah. Yep. You never heard of Tubi? I have not. Brought to you, I think Fox owns it. Oh, okay. So yeah, free Fox movies and TV. Yeah, All yeah right. it's it, it pretty much it it's formatted very similar to Netflix, but then there's just you get some ads in the middle of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they had to have something after they sold off everything to Disney, so they had to put something there. Where they had their some other movies. It's got a nice color scheme to it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay, but this yeah, this segment brought to you by Tubi TV. When I watch some go. free movies and TV, but with fewer apps than cable, and without a subscription, always free, one hundred percent legal in all fifty states. Check your uh, check the website for applicable applications where to watch it. Oh, Go to tubitv.com now to register. Tubi, Tubi also has the Urban Wrestling Federation featuring Murder One, where he so I first just, stabbed, I should, where he first stabbed a guy with a sharpened toothbrush. Should I yeah. just just search for wrestling and see what pops up? Probably, sure. if you want to. Yeah. Well, I, just, I got. I just found Lucha Underground, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Because now I can finally watch more than season one. So. Yeah. Two B's a registered trademark of Two B Inc. All rights reserved. <laughs> I was gonna say member FDIC, but then, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do that whenever, like you're reading an ad and you like quickly yeah. read out the, all the. Legal the stuff in small print. Very quickly. You read it because you have to read it, but uh, yeah, no. Um, as fast as possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're hiring director uh, for jobs. I might need I, I, to check into that, man. If you know anyone who's like engineers... Yeah, Lucha Underground has been added to my list. All right. <laughs> see how see how people how easy it is to download Tubi on your device. Lucha Underground, starring Matt Stryker, Vampiro, and Melissa Santos. Yep. Yeah. Does she? Who she works? Is she? Is she just? Oh. Yeah. We got we got a lot of wrestling. Okay. I'm saying UWF is on there. What? Urban Wrestling Federation. Wrestling's bloodiest wars. Wrestling's Actually, greatest villains. You know you know who else has some some little gems on uh is Amazon Prime. <gasps> yeah, they have that one New Girls in Town that features Mia Yim and uh, Marty Bell on the independent scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, CZW's on here too. Holy crap. Some CZW shows are on there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think we just made uh, 
Eric's made, uh, yeah. X20, we'll make eggs 2020. Uh, well, yeah, well Eric's just sits at home that. all day now, so. Since Eric's distracted now, uh, how about, you know, with New Japan, you know, taking a hiatus, no yeah. fans, but they, we weren't sure about what's going to happen with uh, the best of Super Juniors. We got the Super Juniors and the World League together. We got a semi-condensed G1. Uh, Danny, it was just a crazy year and everything to do with New Japan Pro Wrestling. They adapted, they stepped away, and they came back, and the wrestling's been great. Other things, then, when will the U.S. Championship ever be defended again? Yeah, I think that's the big question that comes out of it because they did so much. They They did, you know no fans and they did very limited fans and as things have gotten better in japan as far as the control of covid19 they've been allowed to have more and more fans inside the venues um so we did get the g1 albeit slightly different time of year we did get best of super juniors and world tag league together um happening simultaneously we've pretty much had you know we got the new japan cup we got a new japan cup usa um yeah, the only thing we haven't been able to have is John Moxley, the United States champion. Um, so Kenta has the rights holder certificate that he won by winning the New Japan Cup USA. And um, he's just been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And even at this year's Wrestle Kingdom, we still won't get John Moxley back as Kenta will be defending the rights certificate once again, this time against Satoshi Kojima. Yeah. It's been a crazy year. Uh, of course, uh, you know, with, you know, hopefully we'll see the, uh, now since Bushiro uh, bought Stardom, was the last year, I think. Was it this year? I can't remember. Uh, it was last you year, know, I think. What, what will happen with the expansion and how much will it expand? Maybe they were plans to expand it even more in 2020, but, you know, it just didn't work out that way. Uh, but, to sum it all up for us, uh, Eric, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2020? Suzuki Goon shows no mercy. And with that, Nita will Cobra Kai coming to you on January 1st on Netflix, Season 3. Stay it's tuned. Sign up. Well, you know, you know, it's just it was a good segue, probably, but the only one that made sense at the moment. Um, yeah. So let's go back. Uh, let's bring that independence. Independent shows have been happening slowly. Uh, our, our good friend Matt Mal, uh with Action Wrestling was able to come back in the summer a bit. You know, thirty fans maximum. Uh, I think, or something like that. Um, and we saw the collective that did not happen WrestleMania weekend happened in the, Indianapolis. You know, we saw some COVID-related stuff happening. But we also saw Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment finally returning back, not only returning uh, before the end of the year, uh, but also with, uh, you know, a TV deal. Um, you know, and of course we'll see AWE loud in January, but for us, uh, that been, well, I've been watching it live since 
2014. I think you guys. 2015, Eric, did you also join the, 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 the good club in 2015 or were you a 12, Jesus. 2016 boy? I, you're going to have to give me a minute because I don't even remember. Uh, while we're speaking on that, what is the, what is the channel I can catch AEW on? Or AEW it is right, right, now, right now TV. Right now TV. Right. So if I go to and right now be... TV – Starting yes. in a couple of weeks, I can actually yeah. watch AEW live. No, but you can go to right now. No, but you can go to rightnowtelevision.com. But is that on Roku? It is on Roku. They do have a Roku channel. Right now, yeah, TV on Roku. They're also in Atlanta. You you probably won't be able to get them in your area. You probably have to use the Roku app um, or your Roku yeah. to get them. But they have their because own right they now have a, channel. They, yeah, they have it's going to be on Mondays. At, Mondays at nine o'clock um, is the last I heard on the time slot. First, I heard it was midnight. Now I heard we got nine o'clock time slot. Um, Going head to head against Mondays. Raw. All right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're taking the Monday Night Wars back, brother. Do what impact Hopefully we do better than impact. Yep. There you go. Oh, look at that. Oh, so it's like actually it's actually like a TV channel. It's like a regular TV channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a regular TV channel that comes on TV, but it's like it comes on the usually your digital converter box is where you can get it, not on like a cable channel. Right now Mm -hmm. we're racing Indy cars through a golf course. Oh wow. Uh, and there are some smart TVs that play these random channels online. Yeah, that that could possibly be available there. Um, yeah, check your local listings. What was our segue into this? We were talking about A or AWE. Talking yeah, we're talking about AWE, AWE, and how they got a TV. Oh. Uh, when was my first show? That's a really good question. Give me just a second. I have to go to Cage Match to remember. We, we, we were trying to give you a second. But uh, my, my first show uh, was the, the very, thir- the very, very, very first show that they had at uh, Encanted. But it was their third show overall as they had their first two shows. Um, I think in June and July they had them in – uh, some somewhere in the east, Atlanta. Um, but then they came to Canton, and then uh, Facebook suggested it to me in an August afternoon. Uh, and me and my 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 good friend, uh, former member of the family here, FW Radio, Mike Blaze, uh, went with me. Uh, we checked out. This is back when you know they had the whole buy buy a ticket, get a T-shirt gimmick. Oh, yeah. that's a good gimmick. Yeah. For fans, I know. Yeah. I had my options between blue, no, between what's it between red and black shirt t-shirts, and I probably my, my red one with the AWE Highway look. Uh, but yeah, uh, my first show guess, was House Party Five. Okay, in in so what you were year was twenty fifteen? Twenty fifteen. That was the summer 2015. 2015 that yeah. was uh, November. That was, sure. Uh, that was the uh, Raven David place Star. that got burned down. That place that got burned down. Yeah, it was at the quad. 
Yeah, the quad. That's yeah. It. And I burned they down. They didn't burn it down. They they tore it down. And tore down. They tore yeah. it down. Yeah. Every venue, AWA's, every venue that AWA has been at, apart from Opera, has been torn down. My first memory of AWE was standing outside in the freezing cold, and the first person to speak to me was Danny Danger. <laughs> and then we talked about his Motor City machine gun jacket. <laughs> I, I was probably too busy. Yeah, you were still handling music and – yeah. All that stuff at the time, coming and going. Yeah. Mm, I, yeah. I didn't talk much to fans. I, I still don't. But No, you still don't. Yeah, no. Although two, no, maybe one of them said hi to me. I was like, I don't know who you are. And then, but anyways, yeah, I, I was trying to be nice. Uh, but, yeah, AWE is back. And you know what? I got to experience my seventh. Show of the year this past Sunday mm-hmm. night. Uh, you guys could never say you guys got to seven straight. No, because no, no. I, I, I didn't start until my first show was 2015. It was homegrown 2015 at the Masquerade. The Masquerade, yeah. That was my Get very first Moose. show. Yeah, see Moose and uh, Kyle Matthews and Trevor Lee and Andrew Everett were there. Um, that, that was the night that uh, Priscilla's crew chip, wasn't it? No, that came. No, that later. was to be the man. No, man, that was that was. Yeah, that was later. Yeah, that was a couple shows later. Homegrown was right. Chip Day versus Kyle Matthews. Oh yeah, that was um, a good one. At least I think it was him versus Kyle. Yeah, I want to say it was him versus Kyle. Um, so in the main one. event. And so I'm that was my first show. Which... That was April. And then I pretty much haven't missed a show since then. I've only missed one or two shows since then. Oh, God. C.B. Suave. I forgot about him. C.B. Suave you... was good. I like C.B. Suave. He was, but I forgot he was there. He was a wrestler. He was a wrestler. He was there for a little bit, and then he left. That he went and away. He and he came back. Yeah. He got hurt, <laughs> and then he came back. My, my 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 very first show. I mean, it just just uh, headline: Jimmy Rave versus Mike Cruz. Um, okay. Uh, and uh, I don't know why, but uh, Murder won a handicap match against the Lethal Weapons. Okay. Um, and this was back when. Uh, oh yeah, I got introduced to the Heart hierarchy Foundation. Oh, the Heartburn Foundation! Uh, Goodness gracious! Yeah. Uh, the, in my opening match, Simon Sermon versus Simon Says. Oh, uh, the Battle of Simons! Who is yeah. the real one? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, quite, quite, quite the characters uh, on that one. Uh, Eli Daniels. K- kudos to Eli Daniels. You know, hopefully he. I know he had a very bad accent. Uh, a long time ago. Hope he's uh, hope he has recovered well. Um, but yeah, uh, it's him against Tommy P- Pinarelli, the Italian something, whatever he called himself. Um, he had a nickname, the Italian American bad boy. Oh, sure. Sure, he's doing big things somewhere. 
But yeah, yeah. It, 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 interesting shows we've had. But yeah, I mean, 80 shows later, I guess, technically, it's less than 80 shows, uh, but almost 80 shows. I think the most shows I've missed were probably the combat ones. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think it's I, I may have been at one combat show and then skip the rest of combat season. Same. <clears throat> that was yeah. bad. There were some good there were some good matches at combat. Yeah. So but yeah, show of the year seven came back with, with a bag and we got uh spoilers, no spoilers. We don't have to say the results. Uh but we knew it was advertised, so I can say that. Uh, headline match, ACH versus Homicide. Uh, it was great. Uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah, can't wait for it all. Uh, for AEW, AEW, AWE Loud uh, on Monday nights uh, coming next month, next year. Uh, and, yeah, it's... Uh, Exciting times. Uh, before we go, guys, uh, anything I didn't bring up, anything I did not comment on that stood out to you in 2020 in the world of professional wrestling? Yeah, Oscar, Oscar, and Sasha and Bailey pretty much dominating the women's division for at least. Six oh yeah. Months plus. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they, as they just battled all together, and Oscar taking them both on, and Kyrie's retirement, you know, moving back to Japan and working with WWE Japan in kind of a marketing role almost at this point. She goes and does a lot of interviews and stuff, and um, and Oscar, and then of course Bailey, you know, having the championship for so long, and her and Sasha finally having the big feud in WWE, you know, they that they had in NXT. And uh, Sasha finally dethroning Bailey as the champion. And then we had six or seven months without Charlotte Flair. Yeah, that was that a good was time. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we barely touched on NXT. Yeah, I actually don't think we did you touch know, with, on NXT with Halloween with their Halloween Havoc and their Great American Bash and and. Uh, I mean, I've enjoyed NXT. And, but I think, like, to me, I, and I would say this is a big moment. It was Keith Lee having both championships. Uh, yeah, was a yeah. big, probably the biggest moment for me for NXT. And after that, it w- it's been great, but it's just been. Well, we, just do been, have an, we do have an award show tomorrow. So that's going to be fun, I guess. The Slammies. No, the the NXT awards, the year end awards. Oh. Isn't the Slammies also? No, the Slammies were Slammies last. Slammies was last week, yeah. Oh my gosh, how did I forget about the Slammies? Yeah. How can I? How can I? How can, how can we talk about the end of the years without the end of the year awards? Shame on me. Yeah, we're not gonna leave without talking about the Slammies. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but yeah. NXT Awards next coming up. Uh, tribute shows coming up. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I mean, st- I still laugh at the fact that 
Danny's now being forced to have to watch uh, Charlotte Flair matches uh, because Oscar's mm-hmm. in them. And hey, mm-hmm. Legends Night being next week, we'll see double the flair. Double the flair, mm-hmm. double the fun. And lots or of tears, like no that. doubt. Yeah, All the cries. I mean, you, can say, you, you, you can say it with me, no one is ready for flair. Somebody's mm-hmm. probably about to start bleeding just from that statement. Oh, Danny, Danny, Danny. Um, I feel like we need to we need to like rewatch watch like that that Flair segment live on the show tomorrow next week just to get uh, Danny's reaction. Um, no. All right. Uh, I can only watch so much of Charlotte Flair. Slam your words. Referee of the year, Charles Robinson. I mean, who else is there? Uh, Pretty much. What other re- what other re- ref ref referee do they list by name? They did not. That's the only one. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. They went straight to him. Listen, little Nate, she deserves it, right? Uh, celebrity of the year, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, My yeah, boy, that Pat McAfee. Matt Cafe, or how you say his name. Uh, trash Talker of the Year. Um, how in the heck is this two names? Lacey Evans and the Hurt Business. How the hell what? is Lacey Evans a trash? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They're, but they're both there. It doesn't say one was winner and the other one was not. It's just... That's the tie. Musical performance of the year. Okay. Elias's live performance. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that, that's because the they didn't have anybody show. else. Yeah. Well, oh, usually, man. you know, WrestleMania, yeah. they would have a live musical guest, you know, play and all that stuff, but they didn't do that this year. Oh, I feel like they had to have something. Uh, shoot, the new they placed musical instruments better than Elias. All right. Uh, most creative twenty four seven pin of the year. Drew Gulak in a janitor outfit on Monday Night Raw. I don't remember any of these categories when we went over the slams. Uh, yeah, no, these are the uh, after show categories. Um, okay, double cross of the year. It better be Bailey. Bailey attacks Sasha on SmackDown. On Fox. All right, you guys are not cheating, are you? I'm going to ask you no. this one. Okay. All right, WWE Network Documentary of the Year. It's, it's probably the last ride. Undertaker, the last ride. Uh, social Media Superstar of the Year. I want to see who you guys going to get for this one. Mm, Oni Lorcan. <laughs> tell stories about, about getting drunk and fighting people and his dad going to Give him a llama and all this stuff. And he oh, his Twitter back. is literally the best. I don't even give a damn. It's his Twitter's the best. Uh, but they probably gave it to like mm, Sasha. Nope, Bailey. Um, yeah, I, I forget the woman has social media, but sure, they gave it to her. Uh, Ring Gear of the Year. 
uh, we, we had a lot of nominees. Charlotte, uh, Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins, New Day, Bianca Belair, uh, Shinsuke, and Carmella. Carmella's more like lack of ring gear. Uh, then New Day wins. No, uh, no, no, no. Uh, I don't think we had any, any doubts on that one. Uh, breakout star of the year, uh, the Street Profits. Okay. Apparently, the fans thought they broke out more than uh, Dominic Mysterio. He should have used yeah. Guerrero. Probably would have won that one. Well, they did win uh, titles this year. Yeah. yeah, they did win titles. That's the important thing. Return of the year, Edge. We all were unanimous on that one. Good. Uh, moment of the year, Undertaker's final farewell. We were right about that one. Mm. Uh, rivalry, rivalry of the year. I think we all were thinking Sasha versus Bailey. Uh, yeah. They went with uh, the the two men that gave us the greatest. Wrestling match ever. They went with a mm-hmm. two match feud over a six month feud. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yes. Um, and let's see. Uh, match of the year, Boneyard match, as we all expected it to be. Uh, and then let's see here. Tag team of the year, the Street Profits. Two time Slammy Award winners. Okay. All right. All right. Good for them. Uh, female Superstar of the Year. What do you guys think? Uh, I think the Dummies were Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey, Oscar. I said Oscar. I would say I prefer Oscar, but I think it's Bailey because she held the title for most of the year. Um, well, they gave it to Sasha Banks. Okay. Hmm. I guess starting the Mandalorian helps. Yeah. Uh, And uh, superstar and male superstar of the year, Drew McIntyre. Deservedly. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, We have the first ever, I think these are the first Slammy Awards in five years. That's mm, kind that's of right. crazy. They only do the you Slammys when it's convenient for them. Yeah. Yeah, pretty so, much. Yeah. yeah. It worked, I guess. You know, hopefully people voted. Hopefully people watched. All right. Well, we're going to end the year at looking forward to something good. Um, and that good, sorry, Eric is uh, predictions for New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 15 happening January 4th, January 5th, 2021. Here we go. All right. we I don't think we got it last year. The New Japan Rambo 22-man uh, Rambo match uh, to who will channel challenge uh, for the King of Pro Wrestling trophy uh, on night two. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll find out who the 22 men are live on New Japan World. Then, in no, in no um, particular order, here we go. Night one, Hiromu Takahashi 
versus ELP. The winner facing the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion on night two. I'm going with Takahashi. Yeah, I go with Hiromu to win that because there's already a bigger story with Hiromu and Ishimori rather than two Bullet Club guys fighting each other. Eric, no Suzuki gun here. Uh, I know Takahashi's name, so I'll go with him. He he, he probably is thinking about about the other Takahashi. No, I know Hiromu. He had the cat. I'm joking with you. Uh, and he has red hair. Yeah, Danger Stackers uh, defend the IWGP Tag Team Championships against Gorillas of Destiny. Um, I want Dangerous Techers to win, but I think Gorillas of Destiny win this year and actually leave Wrestle Kingdom with championships. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. G-O-D. Bullet clubs for life. Oh, is that the unique tagline? I guess Suzuki gun. Oh, come on, Eric. Um, Kenta uh, defends his uh, his title shot for the U.S. title against Satoshi Kojima. I think it'll be a hell of a match, but I think Kenta has it still. I think Kenta's. I think it's Kenta's certificate to keep. Until yeah. he's the champ, you know, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the great Okan. <sighs> this one's kind of hard to pick because Tanahashi's been on such a downslide this year. That's been one of the heartbreaking stories of the year is Tanahashi's downslide um, down the card and just him, him not being able to compete the way he wants to. Um. Yeah, I could see I could see Great Okan beating him, and I don't. And then Tanahashi kind of continuing his downslide and moving to to the New Japan Dad role. You know, I'm going with Tanahashi. I think he'll 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 get his revenge, and, but make yeah, Great Okan good. good. All right. Uh, the leader of the Empire, Will Ospreay versus Okada. Okada. It's got to go to Okada. Okada needs the revenge. Okada needs to help bring New Japan back to bigger heights. And uh, Will Ospreay needs uh, a good beating, too. Fuck Will yes, Ospreay. pretty much. So that means you're going with Ospreay, Eric? Fuck Will Ospreay. And, he, and it was slightly going to be your main event of night one. Uh, Naito defends uh, the championships against Kota Ibushi. I think Ibushi wins. I think Ibushi wins and makes his his plea as he wants to to become a god of wrestling. Um, I think I think he does it by making the first step and beating Naito. Re, uh, yeah, doing what he couldn't do last year. I like both guys, but I'm going to probably go with Coda just because I like Coda more. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Ibushi as well. I think, it, yeah, it, like you said, it is his time. It is time. Uh, now, of course, uh, night two will give us not one, but two matches. 
from stardom in the pre-show. What a shame on the pre-show. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we're going to see uh, get ready for me butchering some names. Uh, yeah. Say- Sayakamitani, Azumi, and Utami Hayashishida versus Donna Del Mundo, I guess is the name of the group. Uh, Maika, Natsupo, and Himeka. And then in your second match uh, will be Mayu Iwatani and Tam Nakano versus Sayuri and Gilia. Uh Start them here, bringing the big names. Uh, I think three or four of the champions are represented in these two matches. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not pulling any punches, bringing in all the uh, big guns uh, for, yeah. uh, for this, Ex- for this yeah. showing. Except I'm not sure if we're going to be able to see them on New Japan World or not. That was the problem with last year is they had one starter match and – it was. I think it was only featured on Stardom's website, not New Japan's. So, yeah. so looking I don't at know. the looking at the New Japan website, there is an asterisk that says matches will not air on New Japan World or Fight. Gotcha. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. Wait, wait to be a bearer of bad news. Sorry, yeah. that would have been the reason that I would tune in. Um, yeah. I like a lot of who, these people. Who, who named you Bad News Eric? I know. Right? I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Yeah, never do that again. Uh, yeah, that was terrible. It's okay. Forward, for, yeah, and that comes from Danny, who has to listen to my terrible impressions every day, every almost. <laughs> I've listened to him for almost five years. Um, yeah. Okay. Then uh, a four-way match for the King of Pro Wrestling. Trophy for 2021 because I guess we need a new champion. Do we even know what happened to the to the to it's the? Yano. Yeah, but he he retained it against. Uh, yeah, he retained uh, it against Bad Luck Fale. He body slammed Bad okay. Luck Fale. All right. Okay. So I Yano is the king know. of pro wrestling for 2020. There we go. All right. Because it's whoever holds the belt it. at the end of the year. Whoever yeah. holds the trophy at the end of the year. And those four men will be decided at the Rondo. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, then uh, El Desperado and uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru will defend the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships against Rusuke Taguchi and Master Wato. Suzuki Goon shows no mercy. Suzuki Goon uh, for the Never Openweight Championship, Shingo re- will defend against the Empire's Jeff Cobb. Um, I think that's going to be a hell of a match. That's really one of the matches I'm looking forward to. And uh, I do think that Shingo retains. I think Shingo's just he's – still, he's still too good in the Never division to lose the belt. Uh, I'll go with Jeff Cobb here. I think uh, the uh, the Empire's going to be a big one, and this one will be it. Oh, I stopped listening. What was the match? <laughs> uh, Shingo versus Jeff Cobb. Uh, I don't like Jeff Cobb, so Shingo. What? 
You don't like Jeff Cobb? Not really. I like the monster. You don't like the monster? No, you got okay. I get it. I like the monster Batanza better too, but Jeff Cobb's pretty good. Yeah, I, I prefer right. Batanza. H- Hawaiian strong style, baby. I got the T-shirt. <laughs> it was yellow. <laughs> I, well, at least had yellow letters. So that I uh, evil versus Sonata in a grudge match. Evil. Sonata's constantly been the guy who can't win the big one. You know, he gets he he was the runner up this year in uh the G one. You know, he beat Okada last year in the G one but couldn't win the championship. I feel this is where he wins his big one at Wrestle Kingdom. So I think Sonata. Yeah, Sonata. All right. I have good insight, guys. I promise. <laughs> You're just <laughs> listening to everything we're saying, and and then I make my mind up. However, I basing feel like an it opinion on that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, then our matches we? that were determined uh, yes. by the previous night's wins. Uh huh. For the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, uh, Ishimori versus Hiromu. Yeah, Ishimori versus Hiromu, if, if that's who wins it. Um, well, we already I would we already said we already we all already picked Hiromu. That's true. Picked we all Hiromu picked Hiromu. Hiromu. So. Um, I think it's Hiromu's to win. I think it's kind. Of, he's kind of like Rey Mysterio was in WWF or WCW, you know, and WWF when it, whenever he wanted that cruiserweight belt, it was his. And so I think Hiromu's coming back to reclaim the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Belt. Yeah, like my heart was to say uh, Hiromu, but for some reason I just feel like uh, Bone Soldier is going to take it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say my heart was to say Hiromu, but for guess's sake, I'm going Teiji Ishimori. Are you going with Ishimori? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm going with Hiromu. And all right, and then Naito, well, not not Naito, Ibushi versus JY. Based on our predictions, we all predicted Ibushi. So I'm going with Ibushi here. Um, because Ibushi must want. I want. I seriously want Jay White to win. I want him to leave Wrestle Kingdom with both belts in his hand, but I think it's Kota Ibushi. I think they want the good guy to win, the feel-good story at the end, and that's Kota Ibushi defeating both people he lost to last year at Wrestle Kingdom on two nights. And uh, and I think that I think it's Jay White unfortunately takes the loss. Yeah. Technically the beginning, but yes, I hear what you mean. I know what you say. Yeah. Uh Eric. Yeah. Uh 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 Abushi. All right. And there we go. Uh Wrestle Kingdom 15. It live from the Tokyo Dome, January 4th, January 5th. Go to New Japan. 
New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan World, available for all subscribers. Um, not watching live. I don't think I'm going to stay late for this one. But, yeah, I'll definitely catch it sometime Monday or Tuesday. We'll be back on a regular time Thursday the 7th uh, next week. So thank you all for sticking with us for another year. Uh, thank you, Eric, for joining the the group. Um, I feel like it was just yesterday. Uh, you were listening and then just decided to join the conversation, and then you did it again the next week after that. And then we said, well, why don't you just do it permanently? And here you are. Yeah, I've ruined your lives. I'm sorry. Well, you know, it could be worse. Yeah, you didn't. Well, we'll hear worse next month because of Mika's choice when I rant for 45 minutes about a certain match that we will be watching. But that's neither here nor there yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'll be back next week. On Podbean, iTunes, Stitch. Well, we'll be back live on Podbean, but of course, the whole backlog of uh, episodes on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, TuneIn, Amazon Music. We're on Amazon Music. I keep forgetting that. Uh, And much more. So make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, Follow us uh, on the the Twitter machine at FOW Radio. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F in Danger. Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas. Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. I'm on Twitter at YellowmanPA. And until next year, keep watching wrestling.